All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Before the Hedges uh, with DogNation.com. Folks, you guys that, that are new to our program, we're here every Wednesday night, brought to you by Kroger. And uh, everybody knows that once a player like this young man we're going to introduce in a second is a bulldog, he plays between the hedges. But each week we get a recruit, we get a recruiting story, and we go before the hedges. And I guess to, today I, got, I, I can only tease it by saying we're going to have You've heard of Nick at night. Well, we're going to have Nugget at night tonight right now. <laughs> that that means the nation's number one junior college quarterback, Dejon Nugget Warren, live with us from Maryland. Folks, everybody on YouTube, everybody on Facebook, let's give a peace sign. Let's say what's up to Dejon Nugget. Nugget, how are things tonight in Maryland, man? How are you rocking? Man, everything's going pretty well. Just chilling at home with the family. Nugget, I guess, you know, that's the one of the first things I want to get you guys to know because, listen, we've been doing this with probably 80 commitments over the last five years. Never, the word I'm going to call out here is never have I tracked or, or, or got my arms around such an impressive or an enduring survivor story spirit kind of like the one Dejan Nugget has. Everybody knows Juco players are different. They're in Juco yes. ball for a reason. That's because the, they're such a good player that the grades or some situation or game film, all that stuff has to get in sync for them to make it to the next level or to the major college level. And I think, Dejan, your, your story, I think you check all three. You had to get film right. You had to get grades right. You had to get mindset right, along with that you know, burning ball of athleticism you got. Nugget, when you want people to know about your story, I guess the first thing to know, guys, is he's 21. Um, if you, I think you've told me in the past, if you would have been a, a, let's just say, an amazing student out of high school, you would have enrolled in the 2017 class, I believe. Yes, but sir. That's not, that's not the way the world worked out for you. That's not the way you had to kind of take the hard road. Nugget, what was that like for you? I think the first thing I want people to know is that everybody's mom and dads, they say, you know, watch who your friends are because your friends will shape your decision. But with Nugget, Dejan, I think your friends were the ones that kind of kind of kept you plugged in and kept you believing in your dream. Most definitely. All right, so here goes a little bit about my story. So my ninth grade and my 10th grade year, I played junior varsity there at Suma High School. So my, I, was supposed to, I was supposed to be on varsity after my, um, my sophomore year, but I think I had the grades in order to move up. So that school year go back. 11th grade year come up, I'm ineligible again. So, at that point, I just said that season out, to be honest with you. So, as 12th grade year came up, like, during the 707 season, I found that I was ineligible again. So, like, 707, that's when we will play, like, at a couple of colleges. Like, we'll play at Towson, play at Maryland, we played at Morgan. And so, like, I had a little bit of college interest, but, you know, my grades was never right, so I could never really pursue my career at the time. So um, when I found out I was eligible that time, that's, like I said, that summer I met somebody named Quan Vines. He, he was a quarterback that came from freshman high school. He's supposed to be our quarterback that year. So he found out he didn't get the grades either. So somehow he met somebody at the Avalon School. You know, that's where uh, Stephon Diggs' little brother went. And basically, like, you didn't need the grades to play there. So he had told me he told me about the school, and, you know, I decided to go out there with him. But the commute from home to the school was between, like, it was like a two, three hour trip to get there. So it'd be times like I'm leaving in the morning to go to practice and I'm coming home like 11 o'clock, 12 at night. So I played five games there around like the fifth, maybe sixth game. My mom, she told me, she got a, she got let in the middle saying I was missing days of school up at Suma High School. So basically they were saying like I was still enrolled in the but since I wasn't gone, it was just like I was missing days of school. So she was like, you know, you might have to stop playing football there and, you know, just get your grades together to school so you can graduate. So, you know, I listened to my mom. I did what she said to do. So I went back to school. I finished the school year, and I got a 2.0 to finish off. But my coach, he had told me, like, if I reclassify, I can possibly get to a junior college. So at the time, that sounded great to me because, you know, my GPA was low. I felt like I couldn't get into college. That's before. That's even before I knew about JUCO. So... I went through my mind is I got the grades, I get to play football, and you know, just mature as a person and to play. So I took that deal. And you know, I'm playing, I'm playing in the split. I mean, right before the season, the preseason. 
We're playing against schools, scrimmaging schools and stuff like that. And at the time, we had a principal. His name was Mr. Newman. He had left me to the job opportunity somewhere else. And an administrator became principal. But over that summertime, you know, I seen him at the school when I'm at practice. And he told me personally, like, I'll give you a half a day schedule when you come out. So our first our first game, like the first varsity season, the game was on a Saturday. The school was the following Monday. So I played in the game. I had like over 100 all-purpose yards. Coach told me he'll use me again for next week. So, you know, I didn't play the rest of the game. So that following Monday, I'm going to school. Like first thing in the morning, I remember I had my helmet and my shoulder pads because, you know, I watched my stuff after the scrimmage. I mean, after the game. And, you know, I'm going to go put it in my locker after I get my schedule. So the first thing he said to me was, you have to turn in your equipment because I don't want to return it at the school. So the first thing that went through my mind was, you know, we already had an agreement. I'm having a half day schedule. So, like, what's going on now? So this is making a long story short. He just said, hey, when the return is that after that, like, I'm not going to lie. I left the school and I just walked home. And, like, I lived about two miles away from the school. So I called my mom. I told her what was going on. And I just walked home. And when I got home, I just bust down crying. I thought it was all over. So at the time, she was just, like, saying, you know, we're going to get through this. We're going to see what we can do. So long story short, he, he never ended up letting me play there. And he, he didn't even tell me about an alternative school. I just had, I was forced to go to, um, to an alternative school because I, I couldn't get into no other high school. Like, there was nothing else in my zone. So I went there and got the grades. But my coaches there that was at Sula, they had reached out to my, my the coaches up at Lackawanna, Coach Duda and them. And, you know, Coach Duda ain't know nothing about me. He ain't know me from a grain of salt. But he had let me come in. He had let me walk on, actually, that fall. But when the fall time came, I had enough money. I found that out the day before I was supposed to move in. So that is like three football seasons I had missed already. I can't play in the fall for college. I got kicked out of my high school. At this point, I'm really about to give it all up because it's like every time things are going to get better, it just keep getting worse. So when I was about to give it all up, like my friends kind of had my back to the whole to the whole situation. Like they used to call call me, shut up, want me, give me about the house. And, you know, they just kept me thinking positive. So when I found out I got to come in the spring, the whole time I just stayed, I just lifted the weights, and I just trained. And when I came out, I just made the best of it. Dejan, uh, people want to make sure they get this part of your story. And, guys, that's just some great life. You know, when something knocks you down, keep going. I can't imagine what that walk home was like. But he walks on to junior college football. A junior college walk-on with only five varsity games of film and experience. Dejan, what was it like for you in order to prove yourself to even get on scholarship at Lackawanna? What was that like? I mean, when I first got there, I just I just knew I missed the game so much. I just gave it my all. Like I was buried on the bottom of the bottom of the depth chart. And each week I just proved myself. Like the mentality I kept is I'm gonna at least try to make two highlights a day. So I can have something to look forward to when I watch film. So I'm going play by play, just protecting my craft and just making plays. And I just got to move up in the depth shot. Dejan, I know everybody saw the, uh, the, the, saw the headline. We had Nugget at Night on our headline for everybody on Facebook and YouTube. We got to get to this story. Dejan Nugget Warren, can you take us back to that coach and where that Nugget nickname comes from? Oh man, all right. This is a cool story right here. Y'all probably gonna like this one. Yep. So I'm I'm in the ninth grade, y'all. Mind you, I was never tall, I was never big. So I came into high school, I was about like probably around five feet, five foot two. I weighed probably like 75, close to 80 pounds or something. And you know, I came I came to the camp late because at first I didn't know what high school I was going to. So when I found out I could travel football. That's the first thing I did. So I knew I was fast, though. I was small, but I was fast and shifty. So I tried out for a uh, kick return. But they let me return punts, you know, as practice for scout team. So I'm on the second the second punt return team going against the first punt team. So my first, my first punt I, was, I returned, I scored it for a touchdown. And when I scored it, my coach, he looked at me. He was kind of shocked. His name was Coach Joy. And he was like, what's your name? And at the time, like, mind you, I was little, I was small, like, I had a blonde patch in front of my head. So the first thing that went through my mind was, first impression, the best impression, give him my contact. So I ripped off my helmet, and I looked at him, I said, my name is Dejan Warren. He looked at me, he laughed, and he said, I'm going to call you Nugget. And ever since then, it just stuck. Like, the whole football team called me Nugget. The whole school's called me Nugget. Like, people barely know me about Dejan anymore. I'm just Nugget. Folks, now he lives and breathes it. 
everybody that knows him, everybody he rolls with, his circle, they call him Nugget. It's even so widespread that if we looked at his cell phone right now, when his mama's calling, it says Mama Nugget, correct? Yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nugget. And Nugget, let me tell you a funny story. You didn't know this because you were celebrating. It was your 21st birthday when you committed. But I'm telling you, if I had 15 people, it, it was at least 100. They said, you know what? I'm going to Chick-fil-A or I'm going to McDonald's. <laughs> My family's having nuggets today. They're saying, Georgia got a commitment from a young named Nugget. I tell you, at least 15 to 20 people told me that their kids were eating nuggets in the state of Georgia that night. That's love right there. Nugget was, nugget was coming to Georgia. That is a true story, man. And it's just so That's funny what dog right fans there. will do sometimes. Um, well, Nugget, let's pop the hood a little bit on um, why Georgia and maybe some of the behind the scenes on Georgia. I think I remember talking to you the day you set up your top three and you were like, man, this is a half because I knew your story, but it's like, man, this is dwelling on me. This is weighing on me. I can't sleep. I'm up at night thinking about schools. What, what triggered, I guess, I guess we can let the secret out of the bag. It was a silent commitment a little bit. You were committed to Georgia, but what triggered that and what led to that decision to choose Georgia? I mean, like I said, I stayed up. I stayed up sleepless nights thinking about my decision. It was just one day I was in the call with my quarterback. It was me and my quarterback, Norman Douglas. He was riding around, you know, he's about to drop me off at home, and I was just real silent on the car, on the car ride home. And I just looked at him. I said, "Bro, this is it." And he looked at me, he's like, "What you mean?" I said, "I'm about to just go and go to Georgia." And I, the reason why I feel that way is because I, I built a relationship with the coaching staff, and I spoke to the players as they like. One play, one play I always talk to, like, is Major Burns because he keep it real with me. Like, no matter what it is, if you tell me, like, I'm not going to start, he would have said it. But, you know, he tell me, like, I got some work to do when I get there. But he tells me the situation of it, how it is up there. He tells me how the coaches operate as a coaching staff. And, you know, I just took his word for it because I've never been down there before. And one thing I used to always think was, why not? Why not go to Georgia? Because, you know, I'm not used to traveling nowhere. I'm used to always starting fresh. So why not try the SEC? Dejan, how much of that was the reputation of the SEC and Georgia's reputation as a defensive school, especially a DB school, but also the simple fact that Georgia was going to have a lot of turnover at cornerback after this season? Were those major factors? I mean, to be honest, it was a major factor because I want to know what I'm going to get into before I get there. So with, with them having like three or more DBs, even that just make my situation a little bit more easier. Like, regardless, we're still going to compete, but at least I know what I'm looking forward to when I get there. Uh, Nugget, what would what would Major say? What were the things where he was keeping it real? What would he what would he say that made you think, man, this guy's giving it to me straight? What stood out there? Well, first off, he told me about he told me he told me his reason behind why he he decommitted from you know LSU because that's what he's committed to, and he was just like, Coach Smart is an excellent dude, so is Coach Warren, and at the end of the day, they're going to keep it real. And if anything goes wrong, you know, they always be there to help pick you back up. So that, that, that played a major factor in it because, you know, I'm going to be out there by myself. I don't got family in Georgia. So at least I want to have at least a coaching staff that I have my back to without. Dejan, do you feel like, I don't know, the, the, the kind of gut punches you've had in your life that you're strong internally and mentally where you can handle just about anything that comes your way in the game of football, at least right now, do you feel prepared? I'm more than prepared. Like I'm, re- I'm more ready than you think. Like I'm, I'm really eager, and I'm not gonna really. Sh- I- I'm gonna let you know that, but I ain't always got show. I'm always ready. How would you describe your game? One, one word I use honestly is relentless, and the reason why I say that is because I'm out there having fun, and I'm doing everything at 100 miles per hour. That's the reason why I say relentless. Dejan, what was it that um, – I guess there was another – and, folks, get your questions ready. We're going to have them popping. I got one more question for Nugget, unless he says something amazing that I got to follow up on, which he usually does. Uh, but what was the example of another junior college player there that Georgia had, which was also an asset in their recruitment against competing with Maryland and Penn State for your final decision? Can you, can you, um, can you repeat that question, please? I kind of didn't understand. Yeah, there was another – yeah, the junior college example of, of, of I'm, I'm speaking about DJ Daniel. What sort of oh, yeah. what sort of 
role did seeing what DJ Daniel did at Georgia? How did that factor into your final decision as well? I mean, it was a huge factor because, like I said, we're very similar, but but we're different. We're similar because we play the same position, and you know, we try we try we try have the same angle against the league. So just for him being at another junior college, like it really showed me a lot because our coaches do tell you like they usually want to recruit you to go play to play, and that's what DJ Daniel did. They recruited him to play. He played. And he showed up. I just gotta do my part. Dejan, let's let the fans uh, go through a 30-pack 30 30 of questions, man, or maybe a 12-pack of nugget questions. Hey, I'm ready. Uh, um, Dejan, one question that they – we've had a lot of um, just positive messages for you. Um, David Hudson says you got a whole family now. Go dogs. Yes, sir. Um David Gross says, Dejan, you are now family for life. Dog, Dog Nation loves their own for life. Give the G everything you've got, and it will pay off for all the days of your life. Um, I'm sure I'm lots of people are just I saying. Give the G everything I got. You know, Dejan, you're not – you know, another setback, which I guess is another just rolling with the punches. Junior college season was moved till the spring, so you're not playing football. You're just going to class online, right? What's that like for you? To be honest, like – this is not nothing new to me. This is not nothing new to me. I know what I, I just know what I need to do. I'm I'm adapting to the online process pretty well, but not having a just having another season taken away. I already been there before, so I know how to maneuver around it. Uh, Jim and Sharon Carwell just say welcome to Athens. We're glad you were a dog. Remember, guys, he hasn't visited Athens yet. Period. This was a long distance. Wi-Fi, fall in love, commitment, and then go ball out. What was that like for you, man? I mean, it, you got to realize that's a little odd. What was that like for you going, I'm committing to this school, and I even, I even breathe the air yet in the state of Georgia, man. What was that like? I'm just taking a risk right now, living life on the edge. Taking a risk. Um, but I feel oh, like it's a good decision, oh, though. Oh, get, get, Dejan, I don't know this, but I don't know if you know this, but Miriam Martin Corbin, one of the godmothers of our uh, Wednesday night shows and all of our Dog Nation shows, mm-hmm. she just said, I think this guy is going to be one of my favorites. So I really you, appreciate get the, that. you get the, you get, you get <laughs> the, the thumbs, thumbs up. up, you get the thumbs up, you get the thumbs up from Miriam. You're doing some good work, man, there. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, Christopher Moore gives a shout out to Major Burns. There you go. Yes, sir. Shout out my dog, Major. Uh, Adrian Hill wants to know what's your height, weight, and your forty time. All right, my height. I'm six foot even right now. I weigh exactly hundred and between hundred seventy five and hundred and seventy seven between them two lines. And my forty time is a four three six. That's the lowest. Was that laser or was that hand time? That was hand time, and last time I ran that was – probably can't even tell you, but I know I got fast assist there. Wow. Clay Dykes has a question, uh, Nugget. He wants to know what southern food are you most looking forward to eating that barbecue. you haven't ate, that you haven't tried? Barbecue. Barbecue, huh? Barbecue. There you go. I love soul food. I got to know all the barbecue stuff. Uh, somebody wants to know if you've tried grits yet. Have you tried grits yet? How do you feel about grits? I love grits. I eat my grits with sugar. <laughs> he eats his grits with sugar. There you go. Jacob O'Neill, we got your grits question in there right now. Um, Dejan, I guess you're going to um, enroll early in January. You're going to probably, maybe, everybody cross your fingers. He's going to get, you might get to take an initial visit in December right before you. Oh, what's, What's the thought process on Yetta? The Georgia coaches told you about when you might potentially be able to visit and then enroll? Um, not yet, but I will be enrolling in either December or January, either one. You think you might get a chance at bowl practices? Has Coach Warren talked about that with you yet? Yes, I should, because I'll be finished with school, I believe, December 7th. Uh Dejan, and I guess one of the things I initially, when I first started talking to you and sharing your story, what went through your mind when when Charlton Warren with the same last name, 
was recruiting you to come play for him at Georgia. Was that like a sign, man? I mean, how did you look at that? All right, so look, well, I remember the day vividly. So I know I was in study hall, and I just got finished done. I just got finished with the with the interview for the um, newspaper and whatnot. And when Coach Warren called me, the first joke he made was about our last names. He was saying like we could be cousins or something. So we joked about that. And then when they offered me, I was like one of the happiest people in the world. Like my whole team knew when they offered me. I ain't gonna lie to you. When Georgia threw an offer, my whole team knew about it. Dejan, who finished second? Did Georgia beat out Maryland or Penn State? And how close was it? I say it was it was neck and neck between Maryland and Penn State for a good little minute. And then Maryland, it crept its way back up. So it was really between Georgia and Maryland at the end. What was the difference? The difference yeah, I guess you've already explained it a little bit. But. It, for, to be honest with you, it was, it was just a relationship with the coaches. But my relationship with Penn State coaches and Georgia coaches was more so closer than me and Maryland sometimes. So it was like real hard between the three. It was really hard. But, you know, Georgia just pulled through uh, that. So, so if those schools were running a forty, Georgia was about five yards ahead of those schools. Did they have a good a good lead on those schools? Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, Nugget, I've got this question a lot. I apologize if I can't shout out everybody that's asked it, but everybody wants to know: Is there a receiver at Georgia that you're looking forward to covering and maybe checking your oil against going up? Is there a guy that you're already thinking about that guy's going to make me better and I'm, I can make him better? I'm looking forward to checking pickings. I want us to get each other better. I want him to get me better, and I want to get him better. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm really looking forward to. De- Dejan, what, 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 when did you decide you wanted to do it on your birthday? Was it, And how long was it between your commitment and when you shared it with the rest of the world? Probably like two weeks. Was that a hard two weeks, I guess? Were you not? I bet you were sleeping those nights then, right? Yeah, it was a hard two weeks because, you know, I didn't want to tell nobody, so it was just eager to keep it to myself. But the people the people that knew was the people that you see on the video. And, of course, my mom, but we had just moved that day, so she couldn't be in the video, unfortunately. But, yeah, that's all they knew. Uh, Nugget, we got to talk about mama. Mamas are very important. Mamas are five stars, and they're undefeated and everything. What what sort of role did your mom play in your in your walk in your journey to get to this point? Well, she was more so of a guidance. She she let me experience life on my own, but she kind of she she guided me through it. She wouldn't make me she wouldn't let me make the wrong mistakes, but if I did, she'll correct it. So that's that's the that's the type of role that she really played on my whole journey. Like in the choosing the school, she used to always tell me, just go where you feel is best. Like either way, I'm gonna have her support. So she's letting me make my own decisions, but she's got me very stubborn way. Uh, Dejan, I'm, I'm going to rock with some YouTube questions here now. Caleb Hurtall and Brian McPhail are talking about eligibility. And I think yours is a complicated one because since you only have one year of junior college football, mm-hmm. you literally have three, three years to play three seasons, I guess, or, or four years to play three seasons. Now, is that, is that, is that what you expect? And, I mean, I don't know, as talented as you are, you get a couple of years at Georgia like DJ. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, obviously you're thinking about the league. What do you think um, What do you think success would be like for you with your Georgia career? If you had to think about this next stop on your mm-hmm. career path, what type of goals would you have he- heading into Athens? I mean, I already know for sure I'm a three for three, but I just, I just want to cause turnovers. Whatever chance I got to go to the league, whether it's my first year or my third year, I'm going to just take it. Whatever God got laid out for him, that was made the best of every every situation he, put, he, he puts in my way. As Coach Warren and Coach Smart talked about punt returner or kick returner for you, that's a big part of your yeah, game kick too. Returner. He'll allow me to go block punts because I got I like I like to go block punts. That's one of my favorite things to do. You've met, you've mentioned that a lot. You like blocking punts, right? I like blocking kicks. I always wanted to do it, but I never had the chance to. So Lackawanna gave me the first chance to ever do it in my life. So I just made the best of it. Like, I, I taught so myself. Nugget, what, to, what's the fu- my fault? I taught myself how to read the snaps too. So I taught myself how to jump. Them. So that's how you. You be them. reading things, huh? Yes, sir. So Nugget, what's the first thing, man? You're gonna do when you get to Georgia? Do you know the, when you go on a visit? What's the first thing you want to see? Well, the first thing I want to see probably the locker room or the football field. 
I want to see the field because I want to visualize myself making plays. It's probably the first thing I want to do. Then I want to I want to hit up a nice barbecue spot too, though, because you know everybody say the food better down south. So I want to see what it's there. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's true. And you know, have you thought about shit? The when you play in Athens, I guess the first game. Let's all look forward to that. You know, the first game that you're eligible to play for Georgia will be against Clemson. Do you know that? I know it now. You know, know now. Before, I know and, now. And then, like, uh, let me get this straight. That one's going to be where the Charlotte Panthers, the Charlotte, uh, the Carolina Panthers play in that NFL stadium. It's got one of those neutral site games. But eventually, when you get to Sanford Stadium, 94,000 people in there, approximately inside that stadium. I'm wondering, what's the biggest crowd you've ever played in front of ever? I mean, can, wow. is it even. What can you what can you say there? What's the biggest crowd you've ever played in front of? How I'll many say the biggest crowd I ever played on was probably against when I was at Lackawanna playing against Utah. Most people there was probably like a couple thousand. Like it was a little bit packed, but it wasn't too packed. But I like playing in front of big crowds. I don't know about most people, but it'd be fun for me. <laughs> Uh, Dejan, what, what was it like with the coach's reaction when you committed to him? Who had the most, uh, who had the most amusing or memorable reaction when you committed to him? Was it Kirby? Was it Warren? Who was it? I say it was Coach Ma. Coach Ma reaction was pretty funny to me because, like, it was random. Like, it was a real, it was, it was real random. So when I called him, he was really excited. He's happy. And you see, he tweeted about it and I quoted the tweet. So we, was, we all left off on a good note. But to me, the funniest reaction was my coaches because my coaches didn't know. So when my, my head football coach, he called me, and we had a long discussion about it. He was real happy for me. But it was just it was a surprise to everybody. Dejon, if you had a – I'm sure you've done this, but those guys that were in the video, I'm sure they were the part of the reasons why you never gave up. What did you say to those guys? If you had a chance to thank them for keeping your head up and making sure you didn't quit, and you stayed up on your dream. What what was that like? Maybe getting some of those folks in the video that had meant so much to you. Well, I know I think I'm every day. Like I think so much to the point they tell me to stop thinking. Like it be times they thank me for being there for them too. Like we all got a cool, a cool, cool relationship. Like we can all rely on each other. One don't got it, the other got it. Like it been times like I was my cousin Rob, the one that was uh he, he was the other one wearing the Georgia hat. It meant times when we was hungry, all we had was a dollar. And we'll probably go spit a honey bun or something. Like, even my brother on the phone, the guy, the guy that was on the phone call in the video, had to do that with them a couple of times, too. Like, we all been, we all been with each other throughout the lowest, and we all going to be with each other throughout the greatest. It's, it's man, good. man. Dejan, what number do you want to wear at Georgia? Uh, I'll probably keep four. If not four, I'll take one. Man. And you got people talking about Southern food. I think you got people hungry. Listen to this. Throwing out cream corn, corn on the cob, fried chicken, biscuits and gravy, boiled shrimp, fried catfish, and a hush puppy. I got a lot of That sounds so good. I can come down there. Dejan, one more question. Um, I think um, – I think I've seen this a couple of times, but do you, re you realize that maybe you do, you want this, but since Kirby was a DB, he pushes his DBs a lot harder and coaches his DBs a lot harder. How do you feel about that? Having a head coach that was a safety at Georgia. I know you probably knew he, he played at Georgia. He had 16 career interceptions at Georgia. What's that going to be like for you having a guy that played the position and expects that out of his DBs? Oh yeah. I'm like that though. I'm, I'm a real coachable athlete. Like, None of my coaches will tell you they have any problem coaching me. And it's going to be even better knowing that my head coach is going to be in the DB room. So I get to learn a lot from him as well as the players that's already there. So that means a lot to me. Nugget, another question from Timothy Burrell. He wants to know uh, – and good evening, Tim, by the way. He wants to know, do you pattern your game after anyone? Do you have a little bit of this guy, a little bit of that guy? Who do you think you play like? Um, To be honest – I think, I mean, I don't really think I feel like anyone, but people, I know they resemble me to a couple of people like Jair Alexander. Some people say Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to be honest. Like, that's that's things that people tell me. I don't know who I feel like. I'm kind of like, I'm a little bit different. 
But those are people I do watch as well. Jay Alexander and Jalen Ramsey. Those are two of my favorite corners. So it's ironic that people tell me I face some of them. Also, Marlon Humphreys. Somebody did tell me that before, too. Mm. Dejan, I'm just looking through uh, some – trying to get one more question for you. There's a bunch that are just popping up. Uh, yeah, I don't got number see. time. I'll ask as many questions as you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody's, everybody's. It's funny, Nugget. Everybody's retelling the the nickname in the comment section that you shared earlier in the thing, man. We got. We got this thing going on. <laughs> We're going on now. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. Some people have picked up on the fact that you want to block punts. I don't know. I don't know how well you know your college football, but Georgia and the Alabama national championship game two years ago, they had a, they had a speed guy on the edge that, that blocked the punt and they said he was off, off sides. But he, he really was on sides when they went back and looked at all the video replays and, so now everybody's sitting here going, Nugget would be on sides. Nugget would be on sides. If- I would. I always check it. Now, Dejan, one of the things I got to ask you, man, it, a lot of people were wondering, I think they were getting in trouble with their wives because they wanted that windbreaker that you had on when you made <laughs> your commitment and you tweeted the photos out or whatever. You see, he's got the Georgia lid. He's got a Georgia T-shirt. Boy, he's got a he's big got- boy cat. He, he's, got, he's, got that, he's getting rocking that G and you were decked out, man. You even had some J's on that, that, that matched the whole outfit. And that, you told me before our show that you're like, you'd bought them. And then you're like, when you were committing, you're like, I'm going to have those things on, man. What was that like rocking red and black? It felt good. Like, all right. So, um, when I, when I first thought about my whole outfit, I thought of the photographer, too, because a friend that went to Sula High School with me, named Charles McCormick Sweezy, he a known photographer in Maryland, so I'm like, I'm going to get him to take these pictures as well. So I just thought about the whole outfit. That was my first time ever wearing it, so it was put together pretty nice. Uh, Dejan, I got two questions that have popped up about your mom. One, mm-hmm. does, does mom uh, like football, or is she one of those moms that's just happy with whatever Nugget wants to do? Is she a football fan? Nah, she's not a big football fan. But it's ironic because my little brothers play football too. She don't really know much about the sport, so we ain't going for it, so you know. And, and I think uh, maybe she's out of the room, but the next time she walks by before we wrap up, everybody just wants to see your mom and say hi. They want to say hi to your mom as well. I mean, that's what folks are like in the South, man. They want to hug everybody, I, it seems like. She'll probably be in a few seconds. <laughs> Nugget, what would you like to do? Would you like to make a pick or crush somebody coming in over the middle? What would be your favorite play? Both of them in the same play. I always wanted to catch a pick and crush somebody at the same time. Now you have the time to do it, though. Mm. What position does Georgia have for you? Are they looking at you as a press corner? What's the plan there? Um, I'm, I'm playing corner, straight corner. Whether it's press zone, lift. A lot of people are saying, love your personality, love the way you communicate. Um, It's kind of funny. You know, I don't know if you saw what happened today. Georgia's uh, projected starting quarterback, Jamie Newman, um, opted out for the season. And now Georgia's got to go with another five-star corner. I mean, a five-star quarterback in JT Daniels. There's a lot of people on the feed that are just talking back and forth about that, too. I don't know yeah, if you knew I that or not. That. Jamie Newman decided. What was your reaction to that, man? That's got to be wild, huh? I seen what was going on, but I really didn't understand it. So you just explained it. Now that's crazy. Now that what was really going on earlier. But next man up, it'd be like that sometime. Yep. Yep. Um. I mean, not too. Got a question. Got a question from Brandon Bay Nugget. He he wants to know: Do you believe you are mentally comp- mentally prepared to compete for a starting spot when you arrive in at? Yes, I'm mentally prepared now as well. I'm just this is my personality. I'm a cool, fun person, but when it's time to put the helmet on, it's all about business. 
All right, Nugget. Hey, man, we got a, um, a whole half of a show. This was like we wanted to spend a good 20, 30 minutes with you, man. Man, so appreciative of you. Um, you know, like we do with all, all of our guests, you know, from everybody here at Dog Nation, man. We just wanted everybody to see you, get to see the type of person you are. Uh, I'm sorry, that might be um, I'm out to tell a company to no, crash no, no. down a little bit. Excuse me. All right. I'm on the zone. Mark, you come in, please. Dog Nation wants to speak to you. Come in. Carlo, what's up? But don't say nothing. You know, out of the ordinary more zone. Y'all, this Mama Nugget right there. Hello. <laughs> Mama Nugget, what's good. up? You doing, a, you doing good tonight? Yes, I'm good. So everybody was, they, they saw you walking by and I told that story about, you know, Mama Nugget in the phone and they just said, hey man, Jeff, this is the South. We got to say hi to her. So just have her come by and um, they, everybody wanted to say welcome. Give us, give us one Nugget story. Like what? What made you? Yeah, give him a nugget story. Take your seat. Give him a nugget story, bro. Oh. Come on. Yeah, you gotta give him a nugget story, though. Oh, you gotta story. give him a dad. One story about your son. Just one. Caught you off guard. What? Listen, that everybody's twisted the arm. They want to hear from. Yeah, they waiting on a nugget story. I gotta thank the one. <laughs> uh, we, we got, we've got, we've got many, many. <laughs> Hi, Mama. Nugget. You want to hey, tell your story? Y'all, she ain't got, she ain't got a nugget story right now. Y'all caught her off guard. That's all right. That's all right. She, she can figure out her backpedal and her speed turn a little bit later. Um, yeah. I have nugget. one for you later. <laughs> okay, Sorry, there you uh, go. Hey, hey, Nugget, man, cool hanging out. Dope night hanging out with you. I was wanting to make sure we got this interview because you, they needed to know the name Dijon Nugget Warren. They needed to know your story when they see that number four running up and down the sidelines, blocking a kick, snatching a pick. They need to know how much playing at Georgia means to you and what it took for you to get there and how – folks, if you've listened to him tonight, you know this is a young man that's not going to break. This is a young man that's going to dream for those and he's going to give it all for the University of Georgia. Uh -huh. But Dejan, hey man, we've got a. I'm gonna, I'm going to thank you, man. You're on the Zoom feed. Uh, you, you you can just uh, you know hang up or whatever. We got another half of the show to do. We got to talk about the other guys in the 2021 class that are going to come in with Nugget. Hey Nugget, before we leave, is there anybody you're recruiting now, or anybody that you want to play with that the coaches have told you that it, it's integral to the rest of this class? Is there anybody out there that you want to try and get to play with? Yeah, we've been talking about it. I mean, I, I, I'm just now joining the little recruiting part, so I ain't got too much to tell you about it, you feel me? But I'm going to try to chat. get one of my friends, Nylon Green. Oh, you, you're talking about Nylon? That's another corner, man. That's another yeah. big-time DB. That's my dog. Yeah, I'm going to try to how do you, how, how do you know Nylon already, man? Why, why is he your dog already? We're just two high recruits. We've been talking to each other on social media right here, man. There you go. All right, Nugget. Been 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 cool hanging out with you. Um, you're free to leave the Zoom chat. We got to talk about other prospects and players. But man, so happy you got to join us, and everybody got to see Dejan hey. Nugget Ward. And I appreciate y'all for having me, y'all. Nugget out. <laughs> all right, guys. All I can say is it was Nugget at night. You know that young man can talk. He's so charismatic. He's lived a life. He's been through so much already. Again, folks, he should have graduated in 2017, the 2017 class. He's already 21, um, but he only played five games of varsity football in high school. He had some academic issues. He learned from those. Now he's a great student at Lackawanna, no trouble with his grades. He sits in the front of the class, um, and that has, he has figured that out because he knows what it cost him, and now he learned that lesson. And, he considers himself an achieving student. He's the one always asking questions, and he has a bright future on and off the field at the University of Georgia. Guys, that was Nugget, lots of Nuggets. That was Nugget 101, Nugget 102, and 103. You got to see the personality. You got to meet his mom. Certainly hoped you enjoyed that. And speaking of Nuggets, you know where you can get a whole lot of Nuggets? That's from our great partners here on Before the Hedges at Kroger. As we do every Wednesday night, this is the halftime of our show, and now it's time for a special message from Kroger. 
We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, we're back. Still, I promise you, we're going to get that nugget story and another definitive uh, Dejan nugget story on Dog Nation before he enrolls at Georgia. But now we just spoke, you know, folks, we've had so much content that's been backed up uh, here on Before the Hedges. We've had interviews with commits, big interviews with commits um, that were taped, pre-recorded. but we've had such a backlog of commitments with Dejan Warren, Brock Bowers, Javon Bullard, I think the last three weeks, guys, you've had a uh, nighttime 8 p.m. chat with a Georgia commit. These have been fantastic. I hope you've enjoyed them. Now it's time to get back to the normal staple of our show. Uh, let's take a look. I think the we'll do is we kind of progress through the night. That's my dog, Peaches, by the way. Peaches, chill out. Chill out, Peaches. Um, anyway, guys, uh, <laughs> and now here comes – here comes my daughter to the rescue. Open, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's that's Anna. Hey Anna, show them peaches. Let everybody see peaches. They need to know who was barking. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. There are peaches. Everybody say hi to peaches. You got nuggets. You got peaches. That's my lovely daughter Hannah. Nuggets. Nugget was the, our guest tonight. Okay. Anyway, that's peaches. She was barking. It's a show for Dog Nation, so I think that's appropriate. Um, everybody knows what it's like with a live TV feed here, but. Um, anyway, let's take a look at top targets. Uh, we've had some deviation in our top targets this week. Name comes out, another name comes in. Let's take a look at the top of the board uh, this week for um, our top targets uh, for the week of September the 2nd, 2020. Number 12, you're going to see the name. He's been there a lot, been steadily moving down, still needs to take a visit to Georgia, I think for something to really matriculate there. That is Donovan Edwards out of West Bloomfield in Michigan. If you ask me, I think Georgia's plan right now seems content. Content's the word. Uh, they, they have a plan where they would put the class together with just one running back. I'm sure it would be gravy, uh, extremely great gravy, if they could add Donovan Edwards to the class. Again, I think that happens by getting uh, one of those self-guided visits or it also happens by and when the official visits or unofficial visits are restored to campus. Number 11 on this list, you'll see a familiar name. We have restored um, three-star defensive tackle Marlon Dean um, to this list right there. Marlon Dean's out of now at ING Academy in Elberton, Georgia. Everybody remember he was a former Georgia commit. He decommitted out of Elberton, Georgia. That's the home of um, former Bulldog Miko Hardman, Georgia. Um, he decommitted to open up his recruiting and to just basically go through his process again to be certain of his choice. Um, I've moved Marlon Dean back into the list there. Probably has a lot to do with Georgia's affinity for him and vice versa, especially after the Tim Keenan to Alabama news last week. Um, Georgia is also pursuing a couple of other defensive tackle prospects across the country, but I still think maybe the strongest possible um, vibes, mutual vibes would still exist with Marlon Dean. Number 10, Kamari Lasseter. We've heard his name a lot. That's the cornerback out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, number nine, we wrote about him this week on dognation.com. I don't know if you saw that story today, uh, but Jackson Meeks out of Central Phoenix. He's a new listing. I believe that's the three-star wide receiver that could finish out the class for Georgia ahead of some other prominent four-star and other names, uh, even locally in the state of Georgia. Uh, Meeks, guys, if you don't know that story, read it on dognation.com. Just back to full health, I think he has 20 catches for almost 400 yards and five touchdowns through his first two games in Alabama, 6'3", 205. Great profile this week. It even includes comments from former Auburn star, former Georgia Tech offensive coordinator, former Miami offensive coordinator, Patrick Nix, about what he thinks Jackson Meeks can be in college football. Number eight, and this might be one of your most memorable or pleasant moments uh, of tonight's show, aside from meeting uh, Mama Nugget and everything else like that. We've moved five-star defensive tackle Mason Smith out of Terrebonne High School in Huma, Louisiana. He has now moved up to eight. Guys, he was always the speak it into existence, Brandon Adams ceremonial 
recruit that we put in the, on the number 12 position for so many weeks and months. That visit did go very well uh, when he got to take one of those self-guided visit with the, uh, visits with the other five stars to Georgia. He is now up to number eight on this list. Uh, that is an ascending position. Number seven is linebacker Xavier Sori Jr. Our condolences out to Sori and his family. Recently lost, uh, I believe, his great-grandmother. Uh, number six, four-star defensive tackle Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Tyrion has been hinting on social media that he was going to drop his top four, excuse me, his final four tonight. I don't know if that's came across while we've been talking uh, to Nugget, but I had to guess his final four. His final four would be South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. I think those would be the major components of the final four. Maybe North Carolina would squeak in there as well. Um, for Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina. Number five, this is a young man that's moved down one spot. I think it's more of an indicator of good news for Georgia rather than bad news for Georgia on the uh, Shmile Munden front. Um, Shmile Munden Jr., who actually plays uh, on Thursday, excuse me, on Saturday at 11 a.m. at North Hall. I might try to make that game. Uh, Shmile Munden and Paulden County will play North Hall at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Number four, Nyland Green, uh, he moves up. That's who, that's who Dijon Nugget Warren mentioned at the tail of our uh, tailing at the close of our interview. He said that he's already a little bit tight with uh, uh, Nugget and Nyland, already tight. They're already talking on social media. It'd be very interesting to monitor there. He moves up to number four. Number three, it's hard for me to do this, guys, but I think you guys will forgive me. I'm such a big proponent of uh, – of how well Terry and Arnold plays the game of football. I think he's probably the most complete playmaker safety um, across all ends of the spectrum that Georgia has recruited in the Kirby smart era, but I've moved him down to number three this week. Why did I do that? Better have a good reason. That's because I moved up five star strong side defensive end Corey Foreman out of Centennial high in Corona, California up to the number two position there. Corey Foreman, I believe is the number two or number one by most services overall recruit um, for the class of 2021. And number one, Mountain Mims remains there. The immovable Amarius Mims out of Blakely County. He is uh, from Cochran, Georgia. He is number one right there. What do you guys think about that top targets list? Too high, too low for some guys. What do you think about the movement from a couple of key spots? There's somebody on this list that you guys would love to add to the class. You could snap your fingers like Thanos or Iron Man and bring a name into the class, but if you could only choose one, I want you to share with me tonight who you think that would be. Um, next thing we do every week, let's look at the decision timelines. I'm going to roll through that. Uh, we, we, we've added this over the last maybe two months or so. Everybody sees the names and they want to know who could be next or when are the guys expected to commit. Let's take a look at that list right there. Um, Three-star corner Kamari Lassiter should make his decision sometime this month. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins is always a very um, – a very uh, everybody wants to say fluid. I don't even want to say the word fluid because that's overused with Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. I'm going to say a well-thought-out decision. His revised estimation is sometime September, October. Uh, Shamar Turner, a guy out of Texas who fell off the top targets list this week, uh, September, October, still needs to take his visits. The aforementioned Marius, Marius Mims, the five-star, uh, October 14th. Nyland Green, um, shout-out to Newton County and that school system for restoring their football practices and their seasons. Uh, he's always told me he wanted to make his decision around October season. Donovan Edwards will return uh, will hinge on the return of visits. I think Shmile Munden Jr. is a guy that will make his decision in December. Uh, Xavier Sori, much the same way. Mason Smith. Um, December early signing period is when he's expected to make his decision. Corey Foreman, to be determined here or to the December signing period, I think there's a range developing here where it may not be December signing period or an All-American game. Um, he has been quoted by several media outlets that he doesn't even feel like he needs um, to make any more visits. If he doesn't get the chance to make more visits, any more visits, then he's probably able to make his decision. And last but not least, certainly not least, Terry and Arnold, um, he's told me that he wants to take his decision out to the traditional National Signing Day. Um, Terry and re-established his top 11, Georgia, Florida, Florida State, all a lot of the big names were in there as well, LSU. 
Uh, Terrian Arnold is our last TBA. Let's take a quick look here. A little bit of, in case you missed it, news. I don't know if anybody saw this, but Georgia now has number, has 14 public commits. Um, they've moved up to number 11 nationally. Kind of creeped up there nationally on the sly a little bit. Um, thanks to some re-rankings for a couple of players, we'll get into it. Let's look at that board right now. Let's take a look at everybody. Brock Vandegrift, his rankings say the same. Uh, Brock Vandegrift kicks off his season on Friday night. Uh, Micah Morris still, for now, is Georgia's second highest rated commitment. Um, Micah Morris, um, his, he's, his, his stock has went down one spot to the number 57 overall pl player. David Daniel, his ratings have stayed the same. I hope you got a chance to see his interview recently on dognation.com. Dylan Fairchild just took a recent jump, a major jump. Brock Bowers, his rankings have stayed the same as well. Uh, Lavoisier Carroll, that's the 4.3, 4.4. Speed Demon running back out of IMG, a Warrington, Georgia native. Uh, his rating has went down to the number 121 overall prospect. Jonathan Jefferson, his rankings have stayed the same. Same thing for Elijah Judy. First guy who really takes a leap this week, and it's a pretty big leap, is Jamon Dumas Johnson. He moved up 33 spots this week. One of the core reasons why Georgia moved up just outside the top 10 on the team composite rankings to number 11 nationally, uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, JDJ, actually from the same hometown as Dejon Nugget Warren there in Maryland. Um, he moved up 33 spots. There's Nugget right there. Uh, his rankings have stayed the same in, out of Hyattsville, Maryland. Chris Chambliss, he actually plays on Friday night as well. Uh, Chris Chambliss is going to take on um, uh, Collins Hill. They got a, some good prospects there. Collins Hill, five-star cornerback, a great quarterback there. Setting Sam Horn at Collins Hill as well. Should be a good game on Friday night. Adonai Mitchell um, out of uh, Texas and Tennessee, his rankings are down one. Jared Wilson, that's the three-star flip. Original Georgia commit, then a North Carolina commit, then a flip back to Georgia. Um, his rankings are down one. And then the other young man, you guys met him a couple of weeks ago on uh, before the hedges on Dog Nation. Uh, Javon Bullard um, went up 107 overall spots from 720 to number 603. He's still a three-star, but that was a well-deserved rankings bump for uh, Javon Bullard. And those, my friends, are your 14 current uh, public commitments for the uh, class of 20. 21. A lot of information to sort through right here. Um, you guys got any questions, start popping in my way. But as we do, uh, let me make sure I rally together and we, we cover all of our, uh, we call them the online chatter topics for the week. I want to pull up, uh, I want to pull up, uh, first thing I want to pull up is a couple of tweets from Terry and Arnold. Oh, uh, no, no, before we do that, um, hopefully, Michael, I haven't crossed you up here. One of the big stories over the last week was uh, September 1st. We wrote about this on Dog Nation. September 1st was the first time that uh, college programs could reach out to class of 2020 recruits. They could send them text messages. They could call them. They could send them DMs on social media. And George has got a unique um, hashtag campaign for the 2022 class. It's called B-O-S-S or B-O-22 moves. But the, uh, the S's in boss have been replaced with uh, – Deuce Deuce, the 22s for a fun little graphic there for the class of 22 linking in with the term boss moves. I want to show you a couple of uh, big names. The first of them, let's take a look at Joshua White, one of the first retweets from Kirby Smart um, after midnight on September the 1st. We can kind of see which schools are prior are prioritizing certain recruits. Now look at Joshua White. He played at Columbia last year. He's 6'5", 248, big outside linebacker, defensive end prospect. Joshua White has no rankings on 20 sports or the 24-7 sports composite. He is a zero-star recruit, and yet he got an early edit among his 15 other offers. Florida State's also offered. Ohio State is offered. But you see a young man, man there still with no stars, a very determined young man, um, getting some early recognition on, which is really the first real day of a junior prospect's really reality of their recruiting process where the coaches are able – to show love, especially to the players they favor the most in the 2022 class. Let's look at another one from Kristen Miller. Kristen Miller is uh, known as Trench King on Twitter. He was actually the first um, retweet that Kirby Smart had for a 2020 recruit. Now, 
that's not exactly the full reflection of Georgia's board and value because the young men also had to tweet out the, the graphic to give Kirby Smart a chance to retweet it. Um, they also a lot of the earliest ones also tagged Kirby Smart in that tweet as well. Um, another name I want to show you is uh, Mikel Williams. He's out of Hardaway High School in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, Mikel is one of the top five defensive tackles in the country for 2022. 2022 is going to be a very huge year for Georgia for defensive line, especially in terms of the in-state recruiting. Um, Mikel Williams is certainly one of the highest echelon targets for Georgia in the 2022 class. Um, I put together a graphic to go along with our story. If you see, there's there's Georgia and a lot of those edits they tweeted out for a lot of players there. Um, a lot of a lot of edits that the players tweeted out that they received really at like 12.01 a.m. or 12 o'clock on the nose from all these schools. It was funny, Marquise Groves Killebrew told me that he's so content and happy with Georgia. He was sleeping through most of that. But for other guys, it was a big deal because their phones really started blowing up with contacts. Um, so we see all those 2022s, and I thought there were two really good messages. The first of, of these is a, is a message from Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, who we just still ranked among the top targets for Georgia in the 2022 class. He sent out this tweet, shows some reality about, you know, fear not, um, junior uh, college football prospect. If you don't get the love that you were hoping for and expecting on uh, September the 1st, well, you look at Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, he didn't get any calls, any texts whatsoever um and now he's seen as one of the top defensive line <clears throat> targets in the country with Tyrion had a lot a lot to do with him putting on like 40 50 pounds over his junior year um and then you saw another message here along those same lines from Terry and Arnold got two Terry and Arnold's Terry and Arnold shares the tweet about September 1 and junior day where uh, Terry and Arnold only got like two edits and they weren't from big schools at all so he realizes that's not the be all and end all if you don't get a big offer, then that doesn't show anything about your worth as a player to these big schools. Another tweet I want to show you is Terry and Arnold working out. He's got a game week this week in Tallahassee, Florida. John Paul, the second Catholic high school. Um, you see him working out there. That was an interesting backpedal drill. The young man has incredible feet, great athlete, 40-inch vertical leap, 4-4 speed, um, 6-1, about 185. will definitely hit you. It will definitely strike you as well. Um, and that was very interesting. You see that tweet, and then you see a, a, a retweet or a quote tweet from Javon Bullard out of Baldwin High in Milledgeville. You guys remember that name. We spoke about him earlier, one of Georgia's last three or four public commits. Um, he throws out the line, quit playing and come be a dog for, uh, for Terry and Arnold. So that's, a, that's some good recruit chatter, some recruit love from one commit to a hopeful commit um, for Dog Nation or for the Georgia football program, I might say. Um, in the 2021 class as well. That, my friends, is all of your online chatter for this week. I tried to speed through it as quickly as I could. And now's the time where I'm going to make a segue. You might have a pause or pause or two as I kind of peruse um, who's got the better questions tonight, whether it is Facebook or YouTube. Let me go to YouTube first. Anybody got a question? I'm sure everybody's really, um, really wants to talk about um, – uh, uh, a elite GB. How are you, man? I uh, hope I didn't miss you. Uh, so I, I see the feeds are just flooded with stuff about Jamie Newman. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. Here's what I think. Um, I think to me, and this is strictly my opinion here, it might be an informed opinion, but this is strictly my opinion. I think Newman's decision, um, was likely should be seen as a business decision. Newman, um, whether he might be picked in the first three or four rounds of the draft. To me, the timing of the matter and him opting out now certainly has his own personal reasons and family reasons for do so. But the optics certainly don't look right here with what Jamie Newman has decided to do this close to He could have done it earlier this summer. To me, I think this is a situation perhaps complicated by Georgia's quarterback pecking order. And for me, if you're advising Jamie Newman, maybe – rather than face an entire SEC schedule. Maybe he doesn't play great, and maybe his stock either maintains or stays the same. You know, Jamie Newman, I think, will eventually, when he camps and he, he has his pro day and he throws and he goes to the combine, I think he's going to run a 4-7, maybe a 4-7. I think he's going to throw the ball well. I think he's going to throw the deep ball where he was. I already got that on film. But I think the one thing that maybe I wonder 
here's what I wonder. I wonder the timing and everything else. I wonder if this was a decision where really the only thing that could turn out negatively for him would be what happens if he's not the starter, the full-time starter for Georgia? What happens if JT Daniels eventually beats him out? That would be a big, that would be a, something that would adversely affect some of his draft stock as well, even though JT Daniels is a fantastic quarterback and he was higher rated than Jamie Newman coming out of high school as well. You know, I think, I think that, you know, what you've got there is a lot of, a lot of times, you know, perhaps Newman um, with a lot of other reasons and a lot of other very personal, very interesting reasons going on. Maybe this was a decision for him that maybe is his best thing to do for the, for the 2020 season with COVID, with going to class. Remember, he's been a college student since 2016. He came in the same year that Jacob Eason came into Georgia. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to consider there, but maybe the best thing for him to do was to just opt out, um, you know, protect himself, protect his family, and then just focus on the NFL draft. Uh, certainly, if he would have won the job and played spectacularly for Georgia, I think Jamie Newman could um, have made his way into the top half of the first round, maybe among the top ten picks of the first round. He has that sort of talent and the ability he could have displayed in the Todd Munkins offense certainly maybe would have propelled him to do that. Um, but that's his decision. That's his own personal decision. I think that a lot of Georgia fans that are wondering why now and what made the decision right now and why didn't he do this earlier, I think those are very legit questions to think about. So that was a lot of discussion. You guys were talking so much about it on the film, I, on, on the feed. I wanted to make sure I shared some of my thoughts on it. Um, lots of Jamie Newman questions. Wow. Lots of Jamie Newman's questions. I hope you guys enjoyed the chat with Nugget. Looks like YouTube is all about Jamie Newman, and I tried to give you guys a little bit of a uh, little bit of juice there on Jamie Newman. Let me see. Uh, I think you know one of the things about the, the Newman decision is I think it certainly, to me, makes sure that Carson Beck gets on the bus. Uh, heard a lot of very positive feedback, especially about one specific throw. Um, that Carson Beck made in that scrimmage that impressed a lot of folks. Uh, and then it's Dwan Mathis and then it's JT Daniels. Will JT Daniels get cleared? I still think Georgia's quarterback position is in very good hands. I think one interesting wrinkle to think about from a recruiting perspective is um, if it's Dwan Mathis who plays a lot and plays well, or uh, even Carson Beck who plays a lot and plays well um, through this rigorous 2020 schedule and season. Remember in about an, perceived starter now in JT Daniels who still hasn't been cleared I think it will make it harder for Brock Vandegrift to immediately come in and wrestle in a big chunk of playing time if Dwan Mathis and Carson Beck both get significant reps or get a lot of experience and you know get a lot of game reps and quality SEC experience this year I think um, the more likely scenario with both Newman and Daniels would be reps and playing time are going to be limited for both Mathis and Beck this year but I think that now it opens up things there a lot for a guy like Carson Beck and also Dwan Mathis to potentially make a move if given the opportunity. I saw some news um, shooting across my feed. I want to make sure you guys get it. Um, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins has established his final four. And as expected, I think I called it earlier in the middle of our program, um, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins has a final four of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Tennessee. Um, very interesting there. Um, some things I want to leave you with. Wouldn't be surprised if Georgia has another gathering of self-guided, unofficial, can't go on campus, can't go around the facility, can't meet with coaches. They might have another um, weekend, like the two weekends ago, brewing up for the class of 2021, maybe even a little bit for the class of 2022 as well. I'd watch for something like that Maybe that might pop up amongst uh, social media as well about another gathering of potential Bulldogs as well. Um, but anyway, I'm going to take one more lap around Facebook to make sure I do my due diligence there. Um, again, thanks to everybody for joining us tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed this.
the Dejan Nugget Warren interview. I was really, really psyched to bring his story. And not just that, for you guys to hear him and see him and see, like, you know, this young man has one of the most, like I said at the top of the show, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't soft selling it. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, serving some Dairy Queen soft serve out here right now. Man, that has an inspiring story. The road he took to get to where he is right now, simply amazing. And I wanted you guys to see it and, and hear from him as well. Um, Miriam, thanks. To, good to see you hanging out again tonight, Miriam. I don't know if I'd seen you in a while, man, but um, ma'am, but it was good to see you. Um, Brian Marcouli has a question. With Blaylock out, who will be Georgia's slot receiver? Will D-Rob finally step up and be the receiver he hoped him to be? Uh, Mr. Marcouli, I'm hearing two names. One of them, Kiaris Jackson. People forget that Kiaris Jackson um, actually started seven games last year. He played in the 11th. He had the wrist injury that I think really derailed a lot of his uh, hopes for his redshirt freshman season. Physical, great leader, smart young man, charismatic, um, great speed, great toughness. Um, I think right now, if you had to ask me and we had to, uh, I think he's the number two receiver in the team right now. I really do. Um, behind Pickens, of course, that would be some slot receiver work as well. But I think that's how much Karis Jackson has impressed. Not to say D-Rob hasn't. I think D-Rob might be the only one of the only true nine-route go-ball receivers on this roster. All right, guys, that is a Wednesday night. Thanks for being a part of mine. Uh, hopefully, we could add a special part of yours. I'm Jeff Sintel. Let's see, we got Dog Nation daily in the morning at 10 a.m. We got Cover 4 live tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Um, we're going to have more stories on dognation.com talking about all things Georgia football, um, Georgia football recruiting. That's my end of the endeavor as well. You guys got to hang out with Nugget. So glad you could see that. You got to meet my dog Peaches and hear my dog Peaches barking. Cool for you guys on that. And again, thanks to Kroger for making all this possible each and every week here on Dog Nation. I'm Jeff Sintel. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, everything else. Thank you, YouTube. Thanks for hanging out certainly glad to see you guys um, again on another Wednesday night. We'll see you later on dognation.com. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.